your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Good afternoon. Welcome in once again. It's the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon. TC running solo with you here throughout the next two hours as we'll take you up until 2 o'clock today. Then Tiki and Tierney with the National Perspective before myself and Jim Brinson come back with you today from 4 until 6 o'clock here on 1700 KBGG. Well, what a weekend in the world of sports. About as good as you're going to find Two great games on Sunday, some goofiness happening, and of course, Vikings fans smiling ear to ear. We got the Saturday games out of the way, not overly well played. The Patriots with another easy victory, and uh, game one, eh, not beautiful by any means, but Atlanta Philly, a 15-10 to victory for the Eagles. Here we are, a week to get ready for the championships and looking forward to it on Sunday. Jags, Pats will be game one, game two. The Minnesota Vikings, a game away from playing at home. And, well, I know there's a lot of Vikings fans out there. I live with them. I had a house full of them this weekend uh, with the in-laws in town. My family, pretty much all Vikings fans as well, growing up in North Iowa. A lot of smiles today, and, and I really feel good. I've told this story before. So growing up where I did, in north-central Iowa, where it was predominantly Vikings fans, I was the one that... I decided to go away as a five-year-old to basically be a little jerk. I I decided to root against the Vikings because they were getting beat up by the Bears. 85 Bears, of course, makes a lot of sense, right? And so that's how I went down the road that I currently live on, and that is a fan of the Chicago Bears. But so many people in my family have relatives that live in Minneapolis. My uncle, as big of a Vikings fan as you're going to find. My wife, a huge Vikings fan. And, And I do feel good because the Vikings, for me, growing up, It was my least favorite sports team. Growing up a Hawkeye fan, it wasn't dislike of the Cyclones. It was the Minnesota Vikings. The coverage that they had felt like everywhere you turned, it was all Vikings fans. So because of that, the Vikings were always a team that I just, I, I couldn't root for them. They were my least favorite sports team. But as I've grown, maybe matured, some people would say matured, other people would disagree. I, I've... Watching it from a different perspective, I probably follow this team closer than I do my favorite team anymore, the Chicago Bears, just because of what I know about them, how I've seen them growing up. Growing up, it was Vikings games were on every weekend. It wasn't the Bears. certainly wasn't the Packers in the 80s. It was the Vikings all the time. And Joey Browner, Chris Dolman, Keith Millard, the defenses that they had, Scott Studwell in the middle, Tommy Kramer, Wade Wilson... I, I just, I know this team very well, and I know the fan base very well. And, well, I'm, I'm going to do something for you, Vikings. Let's strike up the band to kick things off. Vikings, let's win this game. Skull Vikings, honor your name. Go get that first down, then get a touchdown. Rock em, suck em, fight, 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 fight. Go Vikings, run up the score. You'll hear us yell for go Vikings fans, a little Skull Vikings to get your lunch hour started up. What a scene yesterday. We're going to get to the calls from yesterday's game. I think I owe that to the many Vikings fans out there listening in today. It was a great game. 
a, a wonderful game that felt like it was going to go down the same path that we've seen so many times before. And, and it's been, been brought up multiple times. They showed the Drew Pearson catch, four Super Bowl losses of the 70s before my time, but still hearing those times and the disappointing angle of that into the 80s. I mentioned some of those good teams. You know, the win against the 49ers was at 1987, getting to the NFC Championship game, 1998. The missed kick by Gary Anderson that would have made it a 10-point game. That, that's another thing that might be lost in translation, translation for some people. Thinking that Gary Anderson, that kick would have won the game. That, that wasn't the case. They were up 7. That was a kick to put them up 10. Kick misses. Atlanta comes down, ties it up. They go to overtime and lose the game there. NFC Championship game back in 2009-2010 season where, well, Drew... Brett Favre throwing across his body, and, and Drew Brees and company comes down, gets the victory, goes on to the Super Bowl in that one. Just so many of these terrible memories, and it felt like it was happening again. And you could feel, you could just feel it inside that. But watching on television, you could feel the angst from the fan base. And I do think that plays a part. You know, a lot of people, jigs aren't a thing. In a way, I agree with you. There's not such thing as a jinx. The Cubs, it's not a jinx. It was a poorly run organization for years and years and years. The Vikings, you can say some of the similar things. Now, they've had more sustained success throughout the last five decades than an organization like the Cubs before they finally broke through last season. The Red Sox, another great example. It's not a jinx, but it's more organizational-wide a failure. But I think a bigger component than some kind of jinx it's just the collective angst that's out there for a fan base. And you could feel that reverberating through at friends that were at the game and <laughs> texting back and forth a little bit while they're at the game. Things that I can't repeat on radio, but it was, here we go again. 17 nothing lead at the half. Just a dominating performance. But then the second half goes, Saints finally get on the board 17-7. The way that defensive front for New Orleans was just dominating the rebuild offensive line for the Vikings. And as the game goes on and on and on, it felt a little bit inevitable. You get a chance, you're down at the end, 10 seconds to go, but it's the Vikings. And you felt that. And I know every fan out there saw it in my house. There was a houseful of Vikings fans, some more optimistic than others, but just that feeling of dread. Going to lose a game with a 17-0 lead. And then the final play. And what a play it was. Let's hear the calls from yesterday. We're going to start one uh, with the one that I think most everybody heard. Joe Buck on the call at the end of the ball game. We'll start there. Fox the TV call as the Vikings win it on the throw. The Minneapolis Miracle, the Minnesota Miracle. Seeing both of those terms thrown around. Paul Allen called it the Minneapolis Miracle. I like that one. You had uh, seven heaven, I think is what, heaven seven, something like that that they call the play there is Stephon Diggs was running a seven route. Just a, a deep, deep post-corner route going to the sideline as he had to with no timeouts. He's the big play threat on that play. The other one's more underneath stuff, and it was Diggs. Here's a call from first Joe Buck of Fox. Where Keenum's going to try to work the ball on the boundary. Steps into it. Pass is caught. Diggs! Sideline! Touchdown! 
So there is the call on Fox, the one that most everybody heard from yesterday. And a good call, I thought, from Joe Buck. Joe Buck, for whatever reason, there is a a segment of fans that don't like him. I know a part of it for some people. They think that he's against their team. I personally think that is laughable, that Joe Buck is, for whatever reason, against your team. But you hear that from all kinds of different people out there. Good call. And I think one of the better calls that we've heard from Buck. Tip of the ball cap on that one. Now let's go from a national perspective down home to the Saints Radio Network. On the call, Jim Henderson, longtime play-by-play guy down there in New Orleans, along with Deuce, Deuce McAllister, the former running back for the Saints. This one has a little different vibe. Third and 10 from the Viking 39. Precious seconds left on the clock. The Vikings need a completion and an apparent field goal attempt. Here's Keenan, dropping, looking, throwing near sideline, and it's caught by Stephon Diggs. He's going to take it inside the 15, 10, 5, touchdown on the final play of this game. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He could have came up and just tackled him. He stuck, put his head down, and he didn't step out of bounds then. They're going to review it, but he didn't step out of bounds. 61-yard touchdown strike to Stephon Diggs. Almost looked like the Saints defenders came up with an intent to intercept the pass. There it is from the Saints radio network. Jim Henderson and Deuce McAllister. As the play is happening, you can see just kind of murmuring under his breath, Deuce McAllister, are you kidding me? Uh, that is a different perspective. Let's go to Kevin Hartland, Westwood One on the call. Another great radio call for one of my favorites in the business. Here's Kevin Hartland. It's third down and 10. Keenum is in the gun from his 39. Four-man front, six in the secondary. Shotgun snap. He moves up. He moves up. He throws a long line drive on the near side. Leaping to a catch made. Oh, my goodness. It's going to go in for the touchdown. Grab by Diggs. He broke a tackle. 61-yard touchdown throw. The Vikings have won. The Minnesota Vikings have won. Great call from Kevin Harlan. And you can hear just, just the difference there. Radio calls compared to the call we heard from Joe Buck where Obviously, you can let the picture and the explanation from Kevin Harlan. What a great job he does. But, folks, I save the best for last. Paul Allen. You hear Paul Allen join myself and Ken each and every Friday. Very excited that we'll get to talk to him one more time coming up on the show Friday and maybe a couple more times before the Super Bowl if they can get past Philadelphia. PA, one of the best in the business. I've said for years, I'm driving around on a Sunday. I'm looking for that radio call. I'm flipping around the dial trying to find Paul Allen because, though I'm not a Vikings fan, I think he calls the game so well. He brings the emotional component of a hometown call into this. This this is a hometown call, and it is a good one. P.A. Paul Allen, along with his color man, Pete Bursich, on the call as the Vikings pull off the shocker. Ten seconds to go. 24-23 Saints. Vikings at their own 39. It's third down. Three receivers right, field and left. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. Case on a deep drop. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Caught by Diggs. Stay up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 30. No. Okay. Touchdown. Are you kidding me? It's a Minneapolis miracle. Stephon Diggs and the Minnesota Vikings have won. 
the New Orleans Saints. It's a 61-yard Minneapolis miracle. I can't believe what I just saw, Paul. What an unbelievable play. Fans at U.S. Bank Stadium are embracing each other. They're trying to climb into the box box to hug us all. Nobody can find Stephon Diggs. He ran into the tunnel. Unbelievable, Paul. Are you kidding me? They run the deep ball route. Stephon Diggs goes up, and Marcus Williams, the rookie, tries to jump over the back of him to break up the throw. The ball is caught, and Diggs is able to take it into the end zone. Look at the Vikings so coaches. This is to just the right an absolute yes! mistake. Yes! yes! Are you kidding me? Look at these Vikings coaches. Yes! Let's oh. go to Philadelphia. Paul, when it's your year, it's your year. That's all I got to say. Let's Stephon go to Diggs, Philadelphia. what an unbelievable play. It's going to be 48 and Grizzly, and we're bringing a purple rain. <laughs> ah, PA, so, so good, along with Pete Bursich. The call from K-Fan of the Vikings radio network yesterday. The comeback victory, Vikings fans. You've enjoyed it. Keep enjoying it. It is something that is just completely unreal, how it went down. Two different radio calls I was listening to. I don't believe what I just saw. Of course, famously coined by Jack Buck way back in the day. And uh, it's it comes out a lot on radio calls. Unbelievable. That's all you can say about that. Well, we got more NFL talk here coming up in just a little bit. We got Ryan Van Bibber stopping by. We'll talk about the NFL. Of course, that Vikings victory. We'll take a look at the other three uh, games from over the weekend to get you set for the championship round with the AFC and NFC championship games coming up on Sunday. It wasn't just football going on this weekend. Dylan Montz will stop by from the Ames Tribune. We're going to talk with him about the Cyclones. They get in the win column with their victory over Baylor. Building blocks, Lindell Wigington. What a performance out of him. That'll be coming your way at 1240. One o'clock, Ken Miller will stop in. We'll talk to the man here a little bit about his thoughts from the sports weekend Excited to get Ken in here, even though he's got the day off today, he'll still be doing a little work. Kerry Miller also be here as we'll go back-to-back Millers. We'll talk college basketball with him. And then Bobby LeJess brings the Hawkeye perspective as they get ready for this week. And they go on the road again to Rutgers. And we'll see if the Hawkeyes can make it two in a row in the Big Ten. All to come here on the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon, 1700 KBGG. We're talking more NFL next. Ryan Van Bibber joins me. Here on a Monday, happy MLK Day to everybody out there. We'll be back here with more in a moment. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom! Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant.
Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines, or online, washersystems.com. It's that time of year. The cold weather is here. The Animal Rescue League wants to remind you that unpredictable winter weather can be very dangerous for your animals, and we encourage you to bring them inside this time of year. Animals should not be left in cars and should only be outside long enough to relieve themselves. If you witness a situation where an animal is in danger due to weather conditions, call your local law enforcement or animal control. Showplace Kitchens is changing our name to Showplace Cabinetry Design Center. What hasn't changed is the commitment of our professional design staff to help you create a showplace of your very own. Come see us at 3200 100th Street, Urbandale. Hey, Central Iowa, are you looking for a safe, fun, firearm, education, and enjoyment venue? Crossroads Shooting Sports is a state-of-the-art indoor shooting range for both first-time and experienced shooters. And it's not just a guy thing. Crossroads hosts programs aimed at educating, equipping, and empowering women shooters, as well as providing self-defense classes. Located off I-8035 on Johnston Drive between Merle Hay and Northwest Beaver. Crossroads Shooting Sports, where responsibility and skill meet. Crossroads is a proud member of the Urbandale Chamber of Commerce, the only five-star accredited chamber in Central Iowa. My name is Natasha, and I'm with Coleman Greater Iowa. We've been teaming up with Iowa Wild for five years now to host Pink in the Ring. If you've never been, this is the year. Join us at Wells Fargo Arena on Saturday, February 10th. We'll have lots of giveaways and a silent auction. If you're brave enough, you can get your head shaved or color your hair pink. After the game, don't miss the live jersey auction where you could take home your favorite player's jersey. So come on out Saturday, February 10th at 6 p.m. Wear your pink and help us raise money for life-saving services in our area. For more information and to buy your tickets, go to homeingreateriowa.org. See you there. Hey guys, Trent Condon here again from 1700 KBGG. We made it. A new year upon us. A happy 2018. No lot of people have New Year's resolutions, things you want to improve upon, but a lot of times you need help. If better health is one of your goals in 2018, I have a place for you that has helped me. It's New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness has built a strong history helping one patient at a time. They'll make a program specifically designed for you from weight loss, hormonal treatment, maybe it's migraines, so many things that New Leaf Wellness can help you with in 2018. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. It's New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. Not the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. 
Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Ah, the sounds of the NFL films bringing us back here. We're talking NFL right now. On the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon here, 1700 KBGG. Ken, off today, he will join us, though, to kick off the 1 o'clock hour. But right now, we welcome in our good friend from SB Nation. He's the NFL editor over there, Ryan Van Bibber, and he joins us here today. RVB, what's going on? Not much, Trent. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing well, but not as good as the Vikings fans in the audience today. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we, we kicked off the show here today. I played the radio call from... The Saints uh, radio network, the Vikings, the call from Joe Buck. Uh, it, it was just such an incredible scene. And the way that it went down, the happiness for a pretty tortured fan base, a fan base that hasn't had a lot of good things happen in a spot like that. Felt like maybe it was going to come down to a field goal. We know about how that has gone throughout the years for the Vikings. <laughs> to, to win it in that fashion, to win that football game that way, Certainly a, a great sense for the Vikings fans out there just to, to almost get off the schneid, if you will. Yeah, it really was. I mean, what, you can't think of a, be, a better way to sort of exercise those playoff demons than, than the last-minute comeback like that. You know, the funny thing is, I don't know that, you know, it, it, it had they run the ball on that second-to-last series where they kicked a field goal, they might not have, uh, you know, they might not have even had, had to get in that situation in the first place. But, you know... Uh, it's more exciting that they did, but and uh, I, I think it made, certainly made for better television. Well, uh, for every great play, there's uh, the other side. In the Saints' perspective, losing a game in that fashion has got to be so, so frustrating. And the guy that's taken a lot of the arrows today has been Marcus Williams, a safety who went up. It, it felt like maybe he got there a moment too early. He didn't want to get past interference, and, and maybe it just threw the timing off there a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, and he, he goes low, and you can tell he lowers his shoulder for the hit, and it's just kind of a bad time. His head's down, and he doesn't see, you know, he doesn't see Diggs go up as he goes up to get the ball, and he misses him by just a couple inches there, and uh, and Diggs was able to kind of turn around. He was talking about it after the game. He saw, he saw Williams as he was coming down on the other side of him, so he knew that he could turn around, and he had uh, nothing but open space between him and the end zone. Kai Forbath kicked a 53-yarder to give them the lead earlier at 23-21. to uh, But if 
he would have been tackled right there, knocked out of bounds. It would have been four bath to win it. Probably would have been, what, a 50-51 yarder. You got to feel Vikings fans, though, wouldn't have felt very confident that that was the case. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's kind of funny that your your percentages at that point were better for Diggs to go for the touchdown than just to uh, stop the clock and get the mm-hmm. touchdown and try to kick the field goal there. And and like I say, I mean, like we said earlier, what a, you know, the perfect way to sort of snap that uh Snap what is what feels like a curse at any rate for Vikings fans. Well, they will be going on the road. It won't be home throughout for them, of course, hosting uh, Super Bowl 52. It's the Eagles on the road next. The Eagles get the win 15-10. to Foles was pretty good, I thought, 23-30, he, he was okay, did enough, and helped his team uh, move on to the NFC Championship game here. Still, the Vikings are the favorite in this game. About a field goal, maybe three-and-a-half-point favorite, depending on where you're looking right now. Is that the right call? You feel like the Vikings are just a better team at this point? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, credit to Eagles. They did a good job calling plays around Foles and in the limitations. They couldn't just, you know, turn it over him the way they could Wentz when he was healthy. But, uh but yeah, I mean, I really think that this is uh, this is the Vikings' game to lose this week. I mean, they uh, they're the favorites for a reason. I, I think a field goal is a safe bet. I would definitely uh, I would definitely take them. You're not going to make much money if you're betting on that game, but uh, it's a it's a good bet that the Vikings should walk away with that. Over on the AFC side of things, Ryan uh, starts up as we expected, right? I mean, it, it was a dominating performance out of the Patriots. I know there was a lot of talk. After uh, during the first half of the game, especially, uh, look, the Patriots are getting all the calls again. Did you subscribe to that at all? Um, you know, I, I I don't know that it's they they do, but I mean, I think it's just more sort of the home team bias. I mean, you saw that a little bit in Minnesota yesterday. You saw that. You saw that in Pittsburgh. You know, the home team generally gets you know those toss up calls in their favor. Of course, when it's the Patriots, it burns a little more because it always feels like. <laughs> It always feels like they get all the breaks. Yeah, but uh, and it's hard. I understand that as a fan, as, as somebody who has uh, has lost in painful fashion to the Patriots before. It's a uh, it, it stings, and you certainly you, you see the calls go that way, and it's hard not to wonder. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it, part of it's just the home team bias, and I don't know. It'd be interesting to kind of run the numbers and see if if the Patriots do get more calls and how that breaks down home in the road, but. Uh, but I think this time it's probably just home field bias. And pretty good for the Patriots. They're going to have to run through, uh, let's see, well, Mariota, Bortles, and then the winner of Foles, Case Keenum. I don't think there's ever been a, a path through the playoffs quite like that in terms of quarterback they have to go <laughs> up against, is there? No, there's not. I mean, that's uh, talk about a fluke. I mean, the only reason the Titans were there last week is because the Chiefs threw away that game against them. I mean, it should have been. It really should have been Kansas City this week. And now I'm not sure that the results would have been that. It might have been a closer game, but I'm not sure that the results in the end would have been any different between the Chiefs, where they are this season, and the and the Patriots. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a cakewalk to the playoffs. It's a cakewalk to the Super Bowl, it seems like, for the Patriots. Now, I don't know. You know, the, the Jaguars could give them some problems. They certainly have the defense to do that. And we've seen the Patriots struggle, against, of course, not with Mariota, but we've seen them struggle – against quarterbacks that can move outside the pocket. And then Blake Bortles has done, you know, for all the ducks he throws, he, does, he has done a pretty good job with his legs. So if the Jaguars are smart with their play calls and they can kind of do what they did yesterday against the Steelers, and that's run up a big lead to start the game, 
then I think they're in pretty good shape to pull off the upset. But that's easier said than done. It, it really is. And Jacksonville jumping out to that lead, 21-7. And then they get the fumble recovery, go back 28-7. Always, they had that distance uh, playing ahead, if you will, uh, against that Pittsburgh team. And what does this say about Mike Tomlin? There's been been a lot of head scratchers. We know that organization as a whole. They're not want to, to make uh, big decisions in terms of coaching right away here. But Mike Tomlin, is there going to be pressure starting to be applied with, with the skill set that he had and just not being able to get it done here as of late? I mean, there will be, but I mean, there, there, there should be more. I mean, it's not, I mean, Tomlin's not a bad coach, but you know, that's the other thing too, that the Jaguars aren't going to have the luck. You know, that game comes down to some just terrible decision-making by Tomlin and the Steelers. Todd Haley too, the, the offensive coordinator, I mean, he did that that same toss sweep on fourth and inches 10 years ago when he was the chief's head coach and into the, and the same results too. So, you know, there's a lot of that to me, just that gross mismanagement at the end, the decision to go for the onside kick obviously is a dumb one. And then, you know, they burn those timeouts and quick succession on the, on the ensuing Jaguars drive. It doesn't matter because the Jags are in field goal range anyway. So they make it a two possession game. I mean, you know, this is, these are the kind of coaching mistakes you're not going to get against, the Patriots. I mean, those are the things that Bill Belichick just doesn't do flat out, and that could be, you know, the difference for the Jaguars. But if, if I'm a Steelers fan today, I'm, you know, I'd be interested to hear what they're saying on Pittsburgh Talk Radio this morning because I can't imagine they have nice things to say about the job Tomlin's done. I mean, here he, what? How long has he had a Hall of Fame quarterback, the best running back in the NFL, Le'Veon Bell, the best receiver in the NFL, Antonio Brown, and pretty good offense all around those guys too. I mean, certainly nothing to sneeze at, and. And, you know, they haven't – how long has it been since they've been to a Super Bowl? It's, yeah. it's just – it's inexcusable. Yeah, you kind of look through there. It was year two for Tomlin uh, when they went to the Super Bowl and won that one way back in 2008. Since then, they've made the playoffs the last four years, but the loss in the divisional round, losing to the Patriots the year before, a loss to the Broncos in the divisional game, and then getting beat by Baltimore uh, back four years ago. Solid, good throughout the years, but – Maybe not good enough there for uh, Pittsburgh. Well, not good enough. Tennessee felt like saved Mike Malarkey's job after the win against Kansas City. But today, Ryan, some news that they're gonna uh, they're going to be moving on a mutual parting of ways. That wasn't mutual. <laughs> no, it really wasn't. And it's kind of funny because you know it was in the middle of the games yesterday that you know we saw the news report that they had offered Malarkey an extension. Even yeah, so, you know they'd go going beyond saying that he was safe after the Chiefs games to talking about a contract extension and then, you know, twelve out less than twelve hours later the guy's fired. So it's uh or I'm sorry, mutually they've mutually parted ways. But um, you know, there's some rumblings that maybe it was the offensive coordinator, his unwillingness to change offensive coordinator from Terry Robeski. Obviously the Titans are right rightfully concerned that, you know, they're not maximizing Marcus Mariota's development. You go back to how well the Titans played last year with Mariota and you see the, 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 how much they fell off the cliff this year with those guys. And, you know, if you're an owner of that team or if you're a general manager in the front office and Josh McDaniels is out there, you got to wonder if you got a chance to go get him. Yeah. McDaniels, such an interesting case. The years in Denver obviously did not go very well for him, but a chance to kind of revisit, understand what you need to do. And at a quarterback in place, it seemed like he was a front runner for the Colts job, but if you were given the option, Ryan, where are you going? Are you taking the Tennessee job or the Colts? I'm going to Tennessee wholeheartedly because, you know, it's a pretty – not only do you have a quarterback that doesn't – you don't have to worry about whether or not he's 
his shoulder's going to be well enough for him to ever play again. You know, you have an ownership group that's pretty tolerant, that's pretty hands-off. I mean, they're not going to meddle in you. You have a friendly front office, people that you know in the front office if you're from the Patriots organization. So, you know, that's a good landing spot for McDaniels, or any coach really, but especially McDaniels if you this is, you know, he wants another shot at a head coaching job. This is this is maybe the perfect fit. I was honestly, before the Titans made the move with Malarkey, I was kind of starting to wonder if we'd even see McDaniels this year. I mean, none of the, you know, Patricia's probably going to take the Lions job, but, uh, you know, none of the other ones really lined up that well for McDaniels, and I think he, you know, still had entertained the thoughts of being Bill Belichick's successor in New England. But uh, this, this would be, if he's going to go, this is a good spot to go to. Well, before that, we got the championships games, Ryan. So uh, it's only Monday. We're still reacting to what we saw over the weekend. But a quick uh, peek ahead. Jacksonville, you mentioned, you know, playing from ahead certainly would, would help them against New England. It's a nine-and-a-half-point spread. Do you give them a real shot in this game? <laughs> I don't know. I'm torn. Like, I, in my heart, I want to. I want them to win. I just want them to. I don't want to see another Patriots Super Bowl. Sure. But – the reality of it is, is that they probably, you know, they're underdogs for a reason, and and uh, if you're going to the safe bet, then it's probably the Patriots. And on the other side, NFC Championship game, the Vikings are the favorite here. You know, I said last week going into that divisional round, it, it seemed like maybe the Atlanta love was going a little bit more too far. It was a team that just never could consistently put it up throughout the year. This Vikings team, though, though the defense was shredded at times in the second half against New Orleans. This is a complete football team built to win, and uh, weather maybe not a huge factor. Going to be some maybe fifty-four for a high uh, in Philly on Sunday. Not going to be the cold weather game you're probably expecting. No, it's not. And you know they're not going to see. I mean, the Eagles have talent on offense, obviously, but they're not going to see. You know, maybe even uh, if they see the Patriots in the Super Bowl, they're not going to see an offense as loaded and as dangerous as the Saints offense is with Kamara and Ingram and then obviously Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. I mean, that's, you know, uh, that's a team that, you know, can score points at will and, and pretty much did yesterday except for when it kind of mattered. So, um, I, you know, I think the Vikings have a good matchup going into this game, and that's pretty cool to, to think that they'll be a, they're likely going to be a home team at the Super Bowl this year. Vikings Patriots, a big favorites in uh, this one going into championship weekend of the NFL. Ryan Van Bibber joining us here. RVB, always good catching up with you. Thanks for your time today. What are you guys working on over at SB Nation? Oh man, right now I think everyone's trying to catch up on yesterday. So if you're trying to, if you're still like, if you're like us and you're still trying to digest everything that happened yesterday in those two games, and then it was a lot. Yeah, uh, we we got you covered, and we can help you out there. And then we're gonna. And we're going to start looking ahead to the to the conference championships. Awesome. Appreciate your time today, Ryan. Hey, thanks for having me, Trent. Ryan Van Bibber. SB Nation, find him on Twitter as well, at JustRVB, as he joins us here today. We'll take the time out, come back. We'll move off football at least a little bit, at least NFL football. We got a couple of news and notes I want to run past our next guest, Dylan Motz from the Ames Tribune. Some stuff going on, a possibility we might be hearing a little bit more on Kyle Kempt and his uh, work trying to get another year of eligibility. Some news on that. Some football, some basketball. We'll talk Cyclones next. Weatherman Dylan Montz from the Ames Tribune. He joins us. It's the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon on 1700. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. Cap is back. Flag guy here. 
We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. Start spreading the news. Variety's Black Tie Gala, New York, New York, is set for January 19th. Black Tie is a gala evening emceed by Des Moines native David Anthony Higgins, known for his role in hit television show Mike and Molly. The evening features cocktails, dinner, and dancing. Variety, the children's charity, works to improve the lives of underprivileged, at-risk, and special needs children by gifting bikes, building inclusive playgrounds, providing support to critically ill children, and more. Join us January 19th at Black Tie to ensure all children are able to reach their full potential. Get your tickets for Variety's Black Tie at varietyiowa.com backslash black tie. The reason I went into consulting? Because I love hunting for paperwork. Not because I like developing plans to help small businesses grow. (laughs) No, I'm busy searching high and low for a proposal that I had in my hand like a minute ago. Yippee! Staples wants you to spend your time doing what you really love. That's why we have organizational solutions for any business, so you can clear the clutter and focus on the job at hand. Ah, here it is. Nope, that's a Chinese takeout menu. Staples. Less mess equals more success. Your appliances should be powerful, and so should your savings. Come into the Home Depot and save up to 30% on appliance special buys, like a Samsung high-efficiency top-load washer and electric dryer. More room to do laundry using less energy with all the power. Only 498 bucks each. Just one of the ways you'll save up to 30% on appliance special buys. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only while supplies last. Gas dryer extra. See store for details. Valid through January 17th. It's the Martin Luther King event at JCPenney. Come in store to find great deals on appliances that are worth celebrating. Get up to 30% off hot deals on select major appliances. Plus, get up to 30 months special financing on purchases made through January 24th. Plus, earn up to $100 in JCPenney rewards for points earned on major appliances. Hurry in, JCPenney. Offer valid 110 to 124. Available in select stores. Some exclusions apply. GEG, Profile, GE Cafe, and higher limited 10% off savings. Subject to credit approval, must request a time of purchase. Minimum monthly payments required. See store jcp.com slash appliances for details. 1700 KBGG is your home for high school sports. Check out it here. Join me Tuesdays with tip-off Tuesdays and Fridays on Fast Break Fridays here on 1700 KBGG. Play-by-play action with girls, boys, doubleheaders, and high school wrestling taking the airwaves during these cold winter months. It all culminates with the state wrestling tournament from Wells Fargo Arena along with the girls and boys state basketball tournaments. Your home for high school sports in Central Iowa. 1700 KBGG. At the Food Bank of Iowa, we know it's hard to believe that someone you might know might be struggling with hunger. But when one in eight Iowans may not be sure where their next meal is coming from, hunger may be closer to home than you think. It affects all kinds of people parents, students, families, like the Hardesty family. Even though they work full-time, they struggle to make ends meet. But with three children, giving up isn't an option. We help families like the Hardesty's every day. You might not know this family, but they could be your neighbors. Together, we can help ensure that all of our neighbors in need have dinner on the table. Donate today at foodbankiowa.org. We're the Food Bank of Iowa, and together, we can solve hunger. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? 
Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Back with you on a Monday. Happy MLK Day to everybody out there. A lot of basketball going on today. We'll get you up to date on what's going on here later in the show. But time to turn our attention over to the Cyclones, Iowa State. Picked up their first victory of conference play as they beat Baylor over the weekend in hoops. Got a little talk about there and a little football. The Ames Tribune's Dylan Motsi joins us right now to talk some clones. What's going on, Dylan? Not a lot, Trent. Trying to, like I said uh, before we started, uh, just kind of staying warm with this Arctic weather we've, we've chosen to live in, but otherwise pretty good. Yeah, what a great decision, right? I love it every time I, I go out and, and freeze on the way in, but hey. It's the life that we live, and, uh, well, the life you're living right now is on the beat for the Iowa State Cyclones. Let's start with uh, the football side of things. Some news and notes coming out from Matt Campbell uh, from today, starting with the quarterback spot. And we've talked about this before, Kyle Kempt, as he is searching for a six-year of eligibility. Uh, he said today, quote, things have, quote, really picked up. Matt Campbell talking about that. What's the latest and the likelihood that we're going to see Kemp back for another season in a Cyclone uniform? Yeah, as far as where the situation is, it's still status quo. But what Matt Campbell said that I thought was interesting was after the holiday season kind of uh, started to slow down a little bit and people kind of back into their routines, um, the conversations and feedback that they were starting to get back from the NCAA were interesting. Um, and just kind of gave them maybe more of an idea of when they could do something or at least a direction of uh, of how this could go. And um, as Matt Campbell talked about it, he sounded and felt optimistic, but um, that's by no means uh, making it a slam dunk or, or he's going to be back for sure. But 
I think it probably sounds a little bit more encouraging at this point than it did uh, maybe around the bull week uh, time when we were talking about it. But he hopes to know maybe in the next week and a half or so, he said. You know, uh, there there's a lot to be said about getting a guy with that kind of experience back. We saw Zeb Nolan. You got the uh, the freshman coming in and Real Mitchell. Of course, Devin Moore, who sat out this year after an ACL tear. Uh, redshirt freshman next season from Waterloo. If they would get an answer, though, I know classes have already begun, so you know that's going to throw a wrench into things a little bit. But if they would get the no answer from the NCAA, there'd been some talk about a grad transfer. Would that be something still that they would be looking at if they get the no answer on Kyle Kemp? Yeah, I think uh, Matt Campbell said the key now is just to try to build gaps. Um, obviously, they, they prefer to get Kyle Kemp back. They know what he can do. Uh, they they obviously like him, and, and he's just, just familiar with the system already, and uh, he gives a little bit more balance and some depth and reassurance. But if they don't, um, you know, I know they like what they have with, with Devin Moore and Real Mitchell, but it sounds like uh, there could be a few things late, uh, possibly, that come down the pipe just to kind of build out depth. That's, that's really the biggest thing. It's not necessarily needing somebody to come in and start because they do like what Zeb Nolan gives them, but uh, you got to have some reassurance there and some, some insurance uh, at that spot especially. Well, uh, on the coaching front, we saw Lou Ieni uh, depart for his alma mater going to Northwestern to take over and running with Pat Fitzgerald Group over there. That created an opening and we are going to have another assistant coach added uh, here in the new, near future for every program across the country. What are you hearing on that front? What Matt Campbell have to say looking for a couple new hires? Yeah, it sounds like uh, that's also expected to maybe be wrapped up in the next week or so. And, um, you know, as far as names, there's, there's, you know, the Paul Haynes name has been out there. I've heard that's not necessarily a done deal yet, although that would be a great addition if Iowa State could, could pull that off. But, I think uh, really what they're trying to do is, is find the right fit. And that's what Matt Campbell says it comes down to. They try to find the right fit with the players they're looking at and that's the same thing with the coaches. And, um, you know, whether that, that coach that they have for the 10th assistant is uh, a special teams coach or, or some other spot, I think it's kind of up in the air, too. That's, I think it could be another defensive even. Um, so I think there's a few things that get ironed out, but that should be kind of becoming a little bit more clear when they uh, get those get their targets narrowed down or get them locked up, uh, just to kind of, uh, like I said, it, it, you can then start to make a few more decisions even after you, you find some of that stuff out. And uh, one other note, we've seen a lot of different uniform combinations. They're, they're working on an overhaul. Do you have any guess? I mean, it seems like it'd be pure speculation here. What you expect to see when the new uniforms are unveiled for 2018? Yeah, uh, Matt Campbell said that um, it's it's all in in Nike's hands right now, and they haven't gotten renderings back yet. But sounds like there'll be a redesign of the uniforms, but there will be uh, they'll maintain some traditional aspects. Of it. And I think you'll see some of the things you saw this year. Maybe uh, you know the chrome helmets will be out there a little bit more. There'll be an alternate to uh, kind of like what the gray uniforms have been, whether that's black, whether that's you know. I don't know if they'll go gold. I think that would be kind of a bold choice, but I think there will be some variations and some things uh, that recognize that the tradition of, of the school colors and things like that, but also have some flares that make it pop a little bit. So I think that'll be kind of interesting to see um, what those do end up looking like. Over to a little basketball with Dylan Montz from the Ames Tribune. Dylan, Iowa State finally gets the win in conference play after 
four uh, difficult losses to begin things as they knock off Baylor 75-65. to And again, Lindell Wigington, uh, just watching this kid, he is so, so good. He had that rough stretch, but he's really bounced back in a big way the last couple of games. What do you equate that to? Yeah, uh, it's kind of interesting. Pete Crom talked about it a little bit today, and obviously um, for, for him it's just a matter of uh, you know seeing the ball go through the hoop a little bit and you get some confidence in defense like that. But I think a lot of credit can go to Nick Auerbach, too, and kind of facilitating their offense and putting Wigginson and other teammates in spots to to go out and maximize what what their skill set is or, or you know kind of flourish in that way. So I think a lot of it, um, you know, it's probably Wigginson just getting a little bit of confidence and uh, getting getting his feet under him a little bit uh, in in college basketball because being a true freshman, there's always so um, you know a period of adjustment. But I think a lot of credit has to go to Nick Wilder too and some of the things he's been able to do. They kind of open things up not only for for Wigginson but but uh, the team itself. You know, Weiler Babb, when he took over the point guard spot a couple games into the season, really transformed this team after it just looked like it was going to be so, so ugly after that loss to Milwaukee. But they've come back in a big way. I was looking at the numbers uh, over the weekend. He's fifth in the country now in assists per game. It's one thing to take over and do a nice job. He's not just taking that job and doing a decent job. He's thriving in that role as a point guard. Yeah, I think uh, that kind of comes back to what Steve Cronin said before about his basketball IQ. And, um, you know, playing a, playing a guard and just shifting over the point guard isn't the most drastic role you can have. But what uh, Iowa State point guard gets asked to do in the system, they are responsible for a lot. And there's a lot of those guys' plates. But Steve Cronin said that, you know, a ton of times, Nick Walter Dabb's basketball IQ is, is really good. And um, just. Uh, being even in a, a limited role like he was last year and having success towards the end of the year, I think he built up his confidence a little bit and made him more ready to take on this kind of um, role where there's really you know a ton on his shoulders to help kind of guide this team. So I think it really it, it has been kind of uh, quite a transformation for him to have uh, to go from the role he was last year to what he is now, where so much is asked of him. But um, I think a lot of that credit goes back to kind of. Um, how he processes everything and just kind of uh, the head he has on his shoulders and, and how to deal with all his basketball stuff. Well, Cameron Laird, uh, they've, they've waited for this kid for a long time. I know I was one of the people who are wondering if he was ever actually going to show up in a Cyclone uniform, but we finally got to see him this season and working off a little bit of rust, but more importantly, he's raw, but he is so, so talented. He has multiple blocks in five of the last six games. He can rebound athleticism. This guy seems to be the limit for Cameron Laird, and if he continues to develop, you look at that front line, they get Michael Jacobson that will be eligible to play next season. you got to be excited about the future what they have up front. Yeah, he's just a different kind of big um, from, from the other guys they have available right now, just his athleticism, the way he's able to run from end to end. and um, I think about his offense being uh, needed to be refined a little bit. I think that's just part of the growth process that he'll undergo. But the kind of rim protection and defensive presence that he can give the team is something that uh, I don't know if anybody else on the roster right now could give him. So it's a really big lift, and I'm sure encouraging for all of them to kind of see him take those steps to, to take on a little bit more uh, of a role on both sides. And it's, it's just another option that they can go to. So certainly uh, a, a good sign for them. As you look at this Big 12 as a whole, 
you know, that's the frustrating component, just how good it is and, and trying to find victories. This week for Iowa State, you get the win. Well, up next is TCU, who conference record isn't very good, but I think we all know just how talented that TCU squad is and how many close losses that they've had. Then you come home, and it's Texas Tech, who might be playing the best basketball of anybody in the league. We've talked about it before, Dylan, but but just game in and game out throughout the league, it is so difficult. Do you remember a time like this in the Big 12? Not like this. I mean, every year it seems like the Big 12 gets talked about the depth, but there's usually been a team or two that, um, you know, you can kind of point to, okay, they're, they're, the league is good, but they're most likely going to win it. It just seems like really from top to bottom, um, people have their strengths, people have their deficiencies, but everybody, uh, it seems like, is, is you know really solid. And Iowa State has obviously struggled as, as much uh, as anybody in the league, and I feel like it's just been competitive for them all the way, too. Obviously, the, the Kansas State game was maybe a little bit of an outlier, but yeah, you're talking about two overtime games, uh, close game at Kansas, uh, then they finally get a win against Baylor. So everybody's just right there with one another, and it's, it's yeah, probably unlike any other you have seen uh, covering this league. Dylan, as always, great catching up with you. Enjoy the week and enjoy. Uh, are you making the trip down to TCU, or, or does Hines taking that trip down to South and trying to warm up? Yeah, Travis will be down there. Ah. So hopefully, uh, hopefully he sends uh, well wishes up to us uh, back here in the north. But, uh, yeah, I'll be back here and paying attention for sure. Good stuff. Hey, thanks as always for your time, Dylan. Yeah, thanks, Trent. Take care. Dylan Montz with the Ames Tribune. You can find him on Twitter at Dylan Montz, M-O-N-T-Z. And a lot of great Cyclone coverage from him, Travis Hines, and the great group over at the Ames Tribune. We'll come back. we got the 1 o'clock hour next. Ken Miller kicks things off on a day off. He's still going to talk a little sports with us. we got him, Kerry Miller on college basketball, Bobby Lejess on the Hawkeyes, all next on 1700. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment, along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years, Washer Systems of Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online, washersystems.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Carrie Hands Food Pantry serves the residents of Southeast Polk School District as well as all of Bondurant and Pleasant Hill. If you live in this area or use the school system and find yourself in need of additional food at this time, come in Mondays or Wednesdays between 3 and 6 or on Tuesday, Thursday, or Friday between 11 and 1. You will need to bring in an ID for each member of your family and a piece of mail postmarked and delivered to you for each adult over 18 in order to register. There are no income requirements, no checking of employment, nor need to be signed up for any government or 
church charity program. We are here to help. If you need food, we have it for you. Caring Hands has been serving the Southeast Polk area for more than 20 years and is funded by charitable contributions from those of us in the community. Check out their website at caringhandsiowa.org. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100 Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Fabrice Car presents When Stinks Interrupt. Thanks for the ride, sis. No problem. Good flight? Yeah, it... Oh. Chicken nuggets. Chick, chick, chicken nuggets. Um, did you stop... Chicken. For fast food? Nuggets. Not today. Why? Oh, chicky, chicken nuggets. Pro tip, sis. Pick up Fabrice Car, then pick up your brother. Fabrice Car has two new ways to drive away embarrassing odors. <sighs> now available without heavy perfumes or with extra bold scent. Breathe happy, Fabrice. La, 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 la. All money managers may seem pretty much the same. But while some money managers may recommend high commission investment products, Fisher Investments avoids them. Some money managers may have hidden and layered fees. Fisher Investments never does. And while some money managers are happy to earn commissions from you, whether you do well or not, Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when you do better. In other words, we're structured to be on your side. Maybe that's why most of our clients come to us from other money managers. Talk with us and find out why so many experienced investors are switching to and staying with Fisher Investments. Fisher Investments, clearly better money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Visit us at fisherinvestments.com to find out what we can do for you. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. I light the night for my dad. I light the night for my daughter. I light the night to end blood cancer. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Light the Night brings together survivors and supporters to bring light to the darkness of cancer and to help fund life-saving research. About every three minutes in America, someone is diagnosed with a blood cancer. Advances made in blood cancer research are leading to treatments for many cancers and other serious diseases. Help light the path to cures. Join Light the Night today. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One. Only.